Hello and welcome to the Lion's Roar podcast, your spot for information about Christian education and all things Lakeway Christian Schools. You are joining us for episode five, Why Christian Education? As always, my name is Spencer Morris. I'm the Director of Communications here at Lakeway. I am joined as always by Dr. Kevin Klein, our Head of Schools. Hello, Spencer. So good to see you. Uh, Joined once again by uh, the always lovely Mr. Brett Moore, who is our Director of Christian Life here for Lakeway Christian Schools. Thank you. So kind. Great to see you again, Spencer. (laughs) Likewise, friend. And then uh, a first-time guest on the podcast, but um, again, another guest that I feel like may not need much introduction compared to many. I've got uh, Miss Lee Simkowski here with us. Lee, can you tell us about your role with Lakeway Christian Schools and, and as a parent, as someone who works alongside us, just just all of it. Let us have it. Well, I'm lucky to partner <laughs> with Lakeway Christian Schools. Yeah. Um, I do work with you all some, but I think my main role here right now is I'm a parent of two daughters at Cornerstone, fourth grade and second grade, Blair and Quinn. Do you want me to tell you, you more? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take whatever. So, some of this, I'm like, yeah, that, that track, she that hasn't track. said any lies. So, no. <laughs> no. Oh, I am a small business owner, and um, it, we do marketing. So I just, I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted that or not, Spencer. I, feel, I mean, I do. I feel like as someone who works, you know, probably most directly with uh, the work that, that Self Marketing does, you know, alongside you, that you're being very humble <laughs> with describing what you do. Lee is uh, in- invaluable with some of the work that we've done, especially outreach in the community. So, Well, thank you. Yeah, thankful to have you I wanted you on. to do the Dr. Klein, hello. You, you, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for not setting you up like I did with Brett, where I mildly harassed him <laughs> before he spoke. So, I feel like he's been on every one. Just about. Just about. Yeah, he's I like being here. You <laughs> asked to come, didn't you? I asked. He just gets meeting invites and goes, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> There's never quite Thank you for having me. Know. Well, thank you for being Every here. Every time. Mm-hmm. But I, I said that uh, today um, we are going to talk about why Christian education, which so far, you know, four episodes in, uh, we have asked some big questions, but they generally start with the word, What? What is this? What is that? And we've had some really good discussions about it. I know that why is a little more nebulous of a word. So, you know, going back to that topic, why Christian education? um, I want to recap a little bit, though. And, Brett, I'll toss it to you and and give this to everybody, of course. But um, tell us again, what is Christian education? Yeah. So Christian education, first of all, it is a uh, it's not a church. So our goal is not to do the same uh, work that a local body would do. But I think Christian education, uh, we very much embrace and celebrate the idea that we believe that everyone, every person has a worldview of some kind, a lens through which you understand all things. Christian education would say uh, a biblical worldview, that is to, to see that God is the creator, the designer of all things, uh, helps you understand your place in the world and to make sense of the world. And so Christian education really hinges on the fact that we believe in, uh, we believe in, the, in the genius of God and how he created us with the ability to learn. And not necessarily starting every class with a Bible study, but knowing that one of the reasons that uh, things have systems or order or something that's noticeable about uh, about the world uh, is due to the fact that they were created and that they have a purpose for creation, and that's to point back to the Creator. And so it's a way to give God glory even in the realm of education. 
I'm reminded of uh, Mr. McVicker's, uh, I guess, illustration, you know, what does Christian education look like in a math class? Like, how do you do math as a Mm -hmm. Christian? And it may on surface feel like a silly question, but it's, it's a perspective. It's a lens. Like it's something you have to ask yourself for sure. Right. And I'll just add, it's not forced. So this is not, so if you would think about it, we're not trying to work the Bible into every conversation. I think it's a, it's, it's really just, uh, okay, we understand this because of uh, who God is and how he has revealed himself. Hmm. There you go. Dr. Klein, anything to add to that? No, I mean, I think, I think Brett, I think you nailed it. I mean, the thing I um, always just think about uh, that's unique for us, I think, is just the, is, the, is the partnership piece with families in that we really believe whenever the home, the church, and the school all align, we can make the greatest impact on the child, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's our desire um, is to partner with those families that, you know, that share that belief of Christ, um, and the importance that they want in their own life and in their, the life of their child. Um, and so it's really a journey. Christian education is a journey. Um, and, and as as Brett so eloquently said, I mean, it's not, a, it's not something that's forced, but it's something that we look at to help guide that person, direct that person, and provide opportunity to provide insight, um, but really uh, characterize as a partnership more than anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, with the recap down, uh, I feel like we at least have a good foundation that we're working with together. I, Lee, as a part of your introduction, you know, I'm, I'm over here sitting here thinking, let's talk about Lee's job. What work does Lee do? And, of course, you, you come to us with the heart that we know you have. And you're like, I'm a mom. That, that's, yeah, the, that's my most important role in absolutely. life. Absolutely. So with that in mind, then, if I were to ask you, you know, get all of the, like, abstract educational stuff out of the way, as a mom, as a person with kids, why Christian education? I like what Dr. Klein said, because in Christian education, it does truly feel like a partnership between the family and the school. I remember when I'm, we, I say I made, but Blake and I made the decision together. I remember it was, you know how you were, we were in high school and during 9-11. I know maybe you were in college, Brett. Brett and I went to, to high school together, but you remember where you were on 9-11, mm-hmm. right? I remember exactly where I was when I decided this is what we need to do with our children. They need to be in a Christian school. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in church, and it was during the pandemic, and our pastor said, you know, health was a big topic. He said, but there's, there's nothing more important than your child's spiritual health. And it just, I don't know why that affected me so much, but it did. And as soon as church was over, I looked at Blake and I said, I think it's time to consider um, going to Cornerstone and looking into Cornerstone. And he did not, he said, I agree with you. And and we were on the same page. And it, it wasn't just about, we knew we were giving them what they needed in church and at home. And we need that one piece we were missing was the education piece. But it's not just about that. We we felt like our children would be safe. We felt like they'd be safer. We felt like uh, there were trusted adults in Christian education. Um, we felt like there were a like-minded families when you choose Christian education. So it wasn't all about, um, I just want them somewhere where um, the their Christianity could be fully represented anytime they wanted to be. Mm. There was also a lot of outside factors involved in it because I I do feel like an emphasis is put more holistically on the child and family than non-Christian education. Yeah. No, I I get that. I I think that makes sense. I I mean, uh, along those same lines, something I think of 
if we talk about, you know, Brett, you said this isn't a church, you know, mm-hmm. we are not a church. I think when you consider why someone goes to church, often the short conversation is, oh, my parents did this, and so I'm going to do this. At least that's where it, it starts for many people. But I, I found that that isn't necessarily the case when it comes to Christian education. Um, like you, you talked about how you, you, you know, went to high school together. It, that wasn't a Christian school, though, no. correct? No. Can you? I, I know that's kind of nebulous of a question, but can you speak to that a little? Like, why? Why? Why are you choosing something different now? And Brett, I guess I can start with you. Yeah. Why choose something different now from what you did in yeah. your choice in Christian ed? Yes. So we did. We went to high school together, and so yeah, I, I'll know, save you know. the stories for later. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That'll be the bonus concept. <laughs> yeah. I Subscribe think, below. Yeah. So I, you know, this is a as charitable as I can possibly be. I think that in all the ways that my middle school and high school experience could have prepared me for, you know, uh, walking across the stage. Now I'm 18 years old, entering into the world, uh, in order to whatever, make a difference, have a purpose, all the things. I think for me, like I didn't go to a private Christian school. My parents certainly didn't. And so this is like, this is a generational distinction for my family. And the reason for that comes down to the idea of like preparation. And so, you know, I talk about like this with families all the time, but like we're, you're not raising kids. Like that's not the goal of parenting. It's you are stewarding future adults. And so uh, in that posture, I, I want my children to be prepared to make a sincere impact on the world for the sake of the gospel. And so... You know, uh, there's lots of arguments that can be made about, like, well, uh, who's going to be a missionary to uh, to kids who are in middle school and high school who don't know Jesus? And I completely understand uh, the heart behind that uh, that opinion. But I think what what we're trying to do here is we're trying to prepare future men and women to make a sincere gospel impact uh, on the worlds in which they're going to be moms and dads. They're going to be business owners themselves. They're going to be members of a community. And because I believe in what Jesus said, that the best community members, moms, dads, business owners, those are Christians. And so anything we can do to, to prepare them to fulfill that role, their God-given destiny, that's that's a joy. And so that's the decision we made for our family. Sure. It's a privilege to be able to do yeah. that. And I, well, same question to you then, Lee. You know, why, why do something different? Why make that choice? Well, it wasn't offered. Mm. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I didn't mean, know it was a thing. It, when was, I was, yeah. it was not an option. Yeah. Um, when we were younger, and I don't know. People don't know that. I think a lot of when you just don't know about like this area or even our right. school. Like this is a this is a, a new reality. And mm. and as as parents, or I think we can be grateful that it's an opportunity mm-hmm. now because the world has changed since we were in high school. A lot. We were still able to um, pray in school, and I think we even still did the pledge. And there was a lot of things that um, have changed since since we were in school. And so I think I love, I love your answer, but as I was listening to you, I'm like, it just, it wasn't even offered Mm -hmm. to us. We didn't have the opportunity. Sure. Just wasn't an option the same way. I I completely understand that. Um, making me feel like a a baby talking about being in high school during 9-11, getting that scale. But (laughs) um, (laughs) same way, you know, even going in at a slightly different time, it still just wasn't something that was talked about. Like in the Nashville area, there's some kids that are at a private school, like, you know, close to Brentwood. But other than that, 
you just go to school where you're zoned. Mm -hmm. And so when I started learning about Christian education professionally, it was just a whole new world to me. It wasn't something I knew about. Well, you get to choose your doctor. You get to choose where you go to the (laughs) grocery store. You get to choose. Why can you not choose where your children go to school? It should Mm -hmm. be an option. Sure, sure. And I'm glad we have one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, there's the, the, it's the option, it's the opportunity, but then also not only was like the, the culture, the world that we grew up in different, but then I think that it's different now. And so we need the option now, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Because it is different. That's right. And so I think that there are different, like in the same way I can go with, I am so grateful, thankful. God sovereignly knew that I needed to go to the, the schools that I went to. But I think in the same way that it's 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 a little bit obtuse to think that just because I did this thing, then everyone should do that. You know, like mm-hmm. I can't make that decision for my daughters without considering the fact that their world is going to be so much different than the world that I grew there's up There's different in. challenges. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't think we had cell phones. No, no. I mean, there's just so many different challenges now that as Christian parents, my, my Christian parents didn't have to worry about the same challenges that and my mom and I talk about all the time that we have to worry about. Oh yeah. That's well said. Yeah. And I think that may kind of feed right into this next question. I'll give to you, Dr. Klein. Um, when you have, you know, a family who is going through that consideration and wondering about it, whether they're here for a tour or, you know, who knows what, but when someone, has that question in their head, why Christian education? What, what do you say? What, what is your answer to that? Well, I mean, we, we've spent the last, we've met um, several times over the last several months and, and kind of helped put together a summary of kind of, of who we are. Um, and so we had these, we had these large pillars of, of who we are and our beliefs and, and things. And really, when you talk about a partnership, what I want to be able to do is say, hey, this is who we are. This is our beliefs. This is what we represent as a school. Um, and then I want families to choose to, to be a part of that, right? Um, so our job as, as a school is not really to sell anything or it's just to say, hey, Frank, this is who we are. You know, we want pe- people to be a part of that community. But really, we look at it in four ways. And so the first thing is, is that, as I tell everyone, is that we want to be academically excellent and so that means that we want to prepare our students for what does life after high school look like for them mm-hmm. and so maybe god gifted them uniquely to be a welder so we want them to be prepared to go to trade school and we have that program here maybe god gifted them to be a lawyer and so we want them to be ready to go to undergraduate and go to law school maybe god gifted them to be a missionary so we want them to be prepared to go to that whatever that field is whatever that whatever their calling is we want them to be prepared and the reality is is that we cannot just we can't just focus on their spiritual well-being we have to focus on the academic piece because we want them to be prepared so they can be competitive and they can utilize their strengths and gifts to make the fullest impact. So here we say, so here we say every day, we want you to make that day count, right? Be prepared for today, confident for tomorrow. So we want you to be prepared and ready. The second piece is just personal development. So we would say that's increasing in stature. And so we want them to, we want people to be able to say, honestly reflect on themselves. Um, an example would be yesterday or two days ago, my son Rex comes to me and he says, Dad, I got to tell you what I did yesterday. And he shared a story at school um, about something that he had done that was so minor. Mm-hmm. But to him, he knew that he had sinned. Like he knew that was that he had sinned and that he needed to, he wanted to tell me and, and that he wanted to pray about that. And, and, and I get to partner with his teacher on that journey. That's so fun. Um, spiritual growth. So we want to, to love Jesus, right? That's what we say. So we tell our people all the time, we want you to spend every day, um, 
with God and in his word, right? Every single day should be like that. And so, so I talk about that, like that, that matters. Um, and then your just relationships, like how do you build relationships, um, take care of each other. Like we want you, we want you to, uh, to learn and to see and to feel and to something that you can actually physically see, um, how our students take care of each other, how our students, um, are investing each other. Um, so, so I mean, I think all, I think those four things, uh, we want to help grow their academics, their personal development, spiritual development, relational development, all those things are important. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, what makes us unique, what makes us uh, distinctly Christian is is the is the partnership with the the faith journey right like we want to go alongside a family alongside a, a student as they are growing in their relationship with Christ right we don't assume that they have that relationship um, we, we but we do want to partner with them and we feel like that that's just so valuable so when families ask me all the time um, I tell them that that hey we can help your student achieve their goals and their dreams academically but we can do all those things but but the spiritual piece is key. It is, and it just to, it, it doesn't feel like that has to be, in the same way we talk about like worldview, um, that's not like a, a stapled piece of paper to the top of a, a, another <laughs> uh, syllabus. Like it's natural. It should mm-hmm. be natural. The most natural thing for a Christian to talk about should be Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a school too, mm-hmm. right? And so like it's part of the normal everyday flow of conversation. Mm-hmm. Between, it feels natural as yeah. a parent from the mm-hmm. outside looking at it. It yeah. does feel natural. Yeah, I mean, our goal. Like, I don't. I don't want my child uh, to 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 learn at a very early age to compartmentalize his beliefs, compartmentalize oh, his yeah. faith. You know, I don't want him to check the check that out at the door. You pick it back up when you come back in. You know, I, I, we don't want to do that. Um, you know, and so you know, why Christian education is that? I, I think also a special thing is this. An example, literally today, we're in a meeting. There's six or eight of us in there. It's a leadership team meeting. We're talking about, uh, we're about to get started. And, and actually, we're in the middle of this meeting. And somehow, um, a student came up. And that student's name came up because he was picking up trash in the, uh, baseball, in the, in the baseball field. That's yeah. right. And as he and, and another person yelled out, oh, we got to nominate him for Above and Beyond. And so immediately... Um, I got up, I walked out, I walked to the to the secretary, I said, hey, I need you to get me a certificate. Went to the other secretary, hey, can you call this kid down? Uh, and, and in two minutes, he had a signed certificate. I have him, I give him a big hug, and I take him into that meeting, and they all, they all like, you know, gave him a big thumbs up and a clap, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. so that's not why Christian education, that's why Lakeway, right, is what they said is that is we really do love our students. We really do want to care for them. We really do want to partner with families on that. So I'm going to stop because I can get a little passionate about that. <laughs> it would be weird if well, you Well, you're weren't. not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll toss this to uh, Lee then, kind of transitioning it. When it comes to, you know, okay, we've, we've made our choice. Christian education is, is the route we're going, if you will. When it comes to the actual practical benefits that come from making that decision, what practical benefits have you noticed from Christian education? So my youngest daughter is spirited. She's, um, uh, I don't want to say challenged cause she's so much fun, but she's got a lot, she's got a lot of personality and she really surprised me. She, she and my, and my oldest daughter too, they, they both know more about the Bible at eight and 10 than I did at 25. Mm. And we were on our way to school one morning and she's, um, quoting scripture from Nahum 
Do you know where Nahum is in the Bible? <laughs> I can just tell okay. you where it is. Right. In the I, middle. I mean, I mean, I know where it is in the Bible now, but I had I didn't know in in the second grade. Mm-hmm. Right. And she says, "Mom, one of my friends' grandmother died," and I've just th- been thinking about a verse that would fit for her that I can encourage her with. And she said, and it's Nahum one seven. It's the right thing to say to her. And it says, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. And she was so passionate about it. And I just sat there and I was like, what? (laughs) I was so preach girl. I know. I was so proud of her. I was so, so proud of her. And I don't know if that answers your question, Spencer. Feels pretty practical to me. That is that's just how to deal with relationships. I think it's it's more about academics. And I love that we work in um uh, Jesus and our love for God and throughout our academics. But when when my child can show because she's shown She's shown through her teachers, from the support staff to the leadership. She's shown. And she comes home, and the things that she'll repeat, the things she'll, if it's, she, if it's her turn to say the prayer before dinner, I can tell what Mrs. Lay mm. prayed for that day. Cause it's <laughs> like, it, yeah. okay. Um, so there's there's a lot of things. My, my oldest daughter, she and her friends um, have started a Bible study during recess, mm. and they take cool. turns teaching it. I walked in yesterday, um, and I thought, you know, she would be doing regular after-school stuff for a kid, eating or whatever. She's at the table with her Bible open, and she said, I'm preparing for, I'm supposed to be teaching Bible study. Mm. And I was like, well, that's responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not just about the, the spiritual side, but the spiritual sure. side leads into we're teaching responsibility, comfort, sure. all those um, all those things that you want your kid to have. They're seeing in real life through the teachers and the staff. Well, that's a good answer to a, a question I think all of us get, whether a spoken question or just implied one. When, sometimes when people ask the question, "Why Christian education?" They're really asking, why did you choose Christianity instead of education? Because there's this this preconceived notion that like, oh, you go to a Christian school, you know, where you, uh, it's like we've joked about before, you're doing your Bible study instead mm-hmm. of science or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you, you identified in both of those situations skills that your kids are picking up because of that perspective, mm-hmm. because of the study they are doing, not in spite of it, not instead of it, but because it's of alongside, it. right? The academics. I, I, I've had so many folks on tours and things like that say to me, you know, safety is a big concern, and it is for us too. You know, we care about safety, but I, I never want us to be a bubble. Uh, is always the soapbox I use. You know, for a bubble, bubbles can pop, but if I can give you a foundation, if I can, you know, get you to a good spot, by the time you leave here you're not going to feel hung out to dry. You will have gotten something out of your time because of your time here. I think that the fruits of the Spirit are taught within our schools, and it's not teaching love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's shown throughout mm-hmm. our schools. Yeah, I think, I, you know, with, uh, to assume that this, I, I'm, I'm very confident that no one is telling your daughter, you need to go home and prepare a Bible study because <laughs> this, is, this is what really spiritually mature people do tell your mom about Nahum 17 she's gonna dig it (laughs) no (laughs) I had to look it up to make sure she was right yeah that's not an assignment right but like children will only emulate like what they 
admire and mm-hmm. see. That's right. And so there, and I would say, man, that is so the secret sauce is that like you, you do have people that were putting in front of children and saying, I mean, and this is so a biblical principle. Like Paul says to follow me as I follow Christ. That's mm-hmm. not a prideful statement. Like we need field guides to tell us how to do this. And so now that's, that's the role of any faculty, staff, educator, who's a part of our school is that we want to be able to say like, you need to follow a, do it like they do it. Do it like Miss Lay does it. Mm-hmm. That's great. There it's that go. application through the daily life that I, that I really appreciate. Yeah. So, so adding to that, um, I guess this is a question for the three of us is that how has um, Christian I- education impacted your children? You've kind of spoke about that a, a little bit. You know, personally for me, um, I see, um, I, I've seen that. I've, I've seen the knowledge piece, the Bible knowledge piece. I think that's real. That's tangible. That's that's fantastic. I mean, we are sitting at, I will never forget, we're sitting at um, the Christmas play at my church. Brody, my oldest son, is sitting beside me. He's just, He had been there just, um, just about a year, um, and he's about eight years old. Uh, it's the Christmas place happening, and uh, baby Jesus is born, and then the wise men walk around the corner, and they're there. And my eight-year-old looked at my father-in-law as a pastor, and he said, Hey, man, uh, Pavel, why why are the wise men already here? It was at least, it was more than a year, we know. It had to have been more than a year, you know. And I was 20 when I knew that, right? Um, and so, um, so the Bible knowledge, tangible piece, I can see, I can touch, I can feel. Um, but then I also see... Um, that, that when we talk about biblical worldview, sometimes that is hard to, that's kind of hard to kind of like really shape and feel and see. Um, but then I hear them make decisions and I hear them reference scripture and I hear them say things like, um, um, we're at a museum and, and they, they point to some fact or some statistic or something like that. Um, and, and I hear them say things like, Hey, you know, isn't it so cool that God made space so large and so vast? I mean, it's it isn't it so cool that He was so creative in how He designed everything to work? An example yesterday was: Can you believe? An example last week was: Can you believe that if Earth just moved this many feet, uh, you know, it would be too hot or too cold for us to live? I mean, how how specific was God when He designed us? Um, and then I, that is that is that to me that is that is worth all the effort, all the energy, all the impact is because as He goes through His life, I want Him to be able to do that through all lenses, right? And so for us, I mean, that's definitely a way. But how's it impacted you guys, your children? Well, I, and I and I do love the Bible classes in the chapel, but in Christian education, you can offer foreign language that they don't get. Mm. You can offer STEAM classes that they wouldn't get. You can offer all these additional um, enrichment opportunities mm-hmm. for our children. And I, I think that's as important. Sure. So right. I, I, I feel like that's really impacted my children too and has been a benefit for them because they, they can explore their artistic side or um, it's not just PE for 20 minutes twice a week. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- there's other opportunities. That's great. Yeah. I think, uh, so we're new still. I mean, we we haven't even been here a year yet, but, uh, man, we came here and it was, we had had a a big transition for my family and one that involved a lot of, I have, I have daughters. So yeah, there's lots of emotion that need to be (laughs) categorized and dealt with. And that's not, that's not just a girl thing, but I mean like, uh, in terms of, you know, just a lot to unpack 
And I, I, I have told them this, but there are three high school girls who I owe a debt of gratitude for how they have gone out of their way to reach out to my daughter. Mm. And that's, and they're, again, nobody's, it's not for a credit. It's not so that they can have like another, you know, gold star on their resume or anything. It's because they have either experienced it themselves or they have seen it modeled by another teacher. But yeah, I mean, for me, I would say like, the easy answers are just, I would just say, look at the, look at the website, you know, look at our handbook, like look <laughs> at all the promotional material. Like we can give you all of those things, but you know, the, the secret sauce for us has just been that like, there are people here who go to a Christian school who treat others the way that Christ says we should treat one another. And that's not, uh, that's not just anecdotal mm. fun, you know, just that's, that's a real life, real life thing for us. You know, they start their day being prayed over by an adult who loves them. They are loved on throughout the day. And uh, you have boys, I have girls, so they, they want to be treated differently, obviously. But my girls need that. So the encouragement that they get. My daughter, when she was in kindergarten, first grade, she didn't want to get out of the car. She was so anxious. She didn't want to get out of the car. She about tumbles out of the car now. <laughs> I mean, the car, I don't even yeah. get the car stopped and she's trying to get out the door. She didn't Just look back. And, and I have, and I used to worry about her and fret, which I know we're not supposed to do during the day when she was in kindergarten and first grade. I don't even think about her. <laughs> I don't even think about it. That's a selling point right there. I don't even think the... about it. I know that she is having, uh, she's taken care of. She's being loved on. She's learning. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't have to think twice about it. I think that's the 30 second podcast version. There you go. Is the, 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 um, you know, our desire is that we have such a partnership with our families that there is trust. There's you know? so much trust. And, and that's, um, to hear family say that's, you know, music to my ears, obviously, but, um, but it's, uh, it's when we can be the most productive, you know, when, when there's trust, that's when you can build, uh, the greatest relationships and have the greatest impact. And your so kids feel, fantastic. you feel like your kids are so safe too, mm. safe mentally, safe emotionally, safe physically. And that's important to parents. That's I would great. say too, that, you know, we talk about this all the time, uh, that it's, it's also, it's very, very intentional, uh, he- heavy on the Bible, but it's not goofy spirituality either. Mm. Like, because like, we talk about this and I know we have conversations about this in a little bit more on the high school level, like life is really hard and there's lots of things that you are going to need to endure as a follower of Christ, uh, this day and most days in the future mm-hmm. and nothing prepares you for suffering like knowledge of the gospel. That's right. And so like, we're not trying to sell some utopia where Mm -hmm. no bad things happen, but like good things are happening because like the name of Jesus is very quick to our lips. Mm -hmm. But then we're also saying like there, there, there's a day coming very soon where you will need to know and have all these things stored up in your heart uh, so that you may endure well. Uh, so you can not just punt on your faith mm. because it was something that you just did because your parents were right. doing it. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I I, I love that. I love that. The, visually, what I think about is I think about 
um, that tree that has roots that are deep. And so that's what I mm-hmm. tell families all the time is that we are not putting up walls to keep the big scary world away at all. That's mm-hmm. not the goal. The goal is to partner with you and your church so that we can help your 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 child's roots grow deep in their faith because those storms, those trials, those difficult things are going to arise. Guaranteed. Uh, 100% they're yeah. going to happen. And, and I want to protect my, my boys from that. I want to keep them safe and I want to keep the, keep the things the way I do. But man, I mean, just those two things that you guys shared are just fantastic. Well, and people always say, oh, you just, you're putting your kids in a bubble. It's not a bubble. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's preparation. That's right. It's preparation. And I love that you said intentional because I feel like everything that the leadership, the teachers, the staff, everything they do is intentional. Mm. Well, you've made me feel good today. So thank you. (laughs) It's all true. That's great. Well, not not to stymie our conversation, but I, I know uh, everyone here, our time is very valuable, so I don't want to keep you all day long. Um, thank you all for your thoughtful comments. I don't have kids to talk about myself, but I know my dogs would love their time here if we had some sort of, you know, doggy daycare set up going. I can talk about mine too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with, with that goofy transition, um, that, I am curious kind of what you're taking in right now. Sometimes you talk about books. Today, um, I want to go around and ask what podcasts we are listening to again other than the lion's roar podcast number one lcs given, podcast right a given right um brett what are you listening to right now sir yeah so i uh my current favorite is uh it's called the bulletin and it's hosted co-hosted by russell moore and mike cosper and so you might be familiar with mike cosper mm-hmm. he was the the host for the rise and fall of mars hill podcast but the bulletin is just a daily or a weekly every friday um, just current events, uh, how to process, uh, ch- you know, church and culture. And, um, yeah, so they talk about everything from what the, uh, 2024 election is going to look like and mean to, you know, what's the future of, uh, Christian higher ed. Um, and okay. so it's, it's really fascinating. It's really interesting. Yeah. Added to the list. All right, Lee, what about you? What are you listening to? Can I say to? my own? I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm just joking. Yeah, I should say that one. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Klein better say mine. No, I'm just joking. I am part of a, uh, a Bible study moms group right now. Mm. And so instead of a podcast, I'm actually having to listen to get in preparation for our meetings. So it's called Make It Count. And it's on Right Now Media by Karen Stubbs. Okay. So that, that's what I'm listening to right now. And is it over like a specific different topic every time? It is. It talks about being an influencer. You know, influencers are all the rage, being an influencer for your kid, but also being a a guide, Hmm. you know, how to transition from, because when you're, they're younger, you're an influencer. And then when they get older, you become their guide and, and making sure that your, your talk matches your actions. And it's just one of those really positive, um, Bible studies to help moms, especially transition because we're transitioning from, you know, little kid to preteen. So I need that right now. Mm. All righty. There you go. And, and what about you, Dr. Klein? I'm listening to two great podcasts. Uh, <laughs> the first podcast is Dadville. Um, and so, uh, and so it's a fantastic podcast. The second great, yeah, it is a recommendation (laughs) of the show. The second great podcast is social small business. You had to say it. By South Marketing Group. I've heard that podcast. Uh, I do listen. I do listen to that podcast, uh, on a, it's a every other week basis. It's every week, but we skipped this week so I could come here. Oh, okay. I knew like there, I listened to your latest one because they had a great debate on intro music. Yeah, we did. 
vote in on that. Uh, yeah, you're the only one. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that means you win. I did listen. You won, so, so we're I did keeping win. it the oh, same. Fantastic. Great. Uh, I'll send a nice MP3 of this episode to Brooks, and we'll get this on your feed so you don't miss a week. That's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, uh, Dr. Kleinet. Before the episode started, yes. yeah, we were I was a lot so of talk. excited about this question, and then I have been met with such great disappointment. But I will tell you, um, <laughs> who I, came uh, up with this question? I did. It was my question, and I think it's a wonderful question. It is the, a great question. The question is: We are nearing the master, which is my favorite. It's my favorite thing in the universe. I mean, what Snoozer. is better? Yeah. Well, we are we are we are nearing the masters, and. Um, you know they are famous for a, a lot of things, but one of the things as a, as a as a um, as a foodie is they are famous for their menu and their clubhouse because um, of its tradition and, and their prices and their prices. That's right, <laughs> yeah. very low, very affordable. The only Wait, really? thing probably yeah. yes, <laughs> they haven't changed in like fifty years. Yeah. The like only a thing dollar affordable. for a sandwich. Yeah, that's right. Seriously, it? yeah, that's, that's why the, the tickets are so much. That's they, they have to charge a dollar. Yeah. So we are nearing that. So what is your favorite clubhouse dish, Spencer? Um, with you. I've never been a big baseball guy, so it it's oh. hard to. The Masters is a golf tournament the, hosted tournament. annually in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> it's one of those for sure. Um, I love but, you, man. Thank you. Love you too. Oh, that's so fun. Um, was I, that was that on purpose? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like so I confused over here, <laughs> like Spencer. <laughs> kind of. Don't say kind. Was that a joke? Uh, it was. Um, I feel like I need to pull the uh, the menu back up to know what is approved master's food. I think from the list that we saw, I'm going to grab a pimento cheese sandwich. No some, one showed me a kettle list. kettle chips. Oh, oh man. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, nice little crunch there. Yeah. Um, but based on how much I assume it costs that you know $1,000 aftermarket ticket to the master's, I probably brought a sandwich from home, to be honest, even there with those go. reasonable prices. Brown bagging I'm, it. I'm, I'm BYO <laughs> sandwiching it. Yeah. It's a dollar, Spencer. <laughs> Every it's dollar, dollar was spent it's on a, a dollar. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> At the baseball game. Oh, that's fun. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Brett? Yeah. No, yeah, so I, I've been to the Masters, oh, and the, the so sneaky good. item on there that's so, so good is the chicken sandwich. Wow. It's, is it, it grilled ri- or fried? It's fried, and it oh. rivals. It rivals. You're not about to say uh, it. Popeyes? It rivals Chick-fil-A's chicken Chick-fil-A. sandwich. So it's worse than Popeyes. Wow. Oh, my. Uh-oh. Well, uh, anyway, it's a great sandwich. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's your answer? My answer is the Masters Club. Oh, yes. Wheat. Fantastic. Okay. Um, right. What's on the Masters Club? Is it a traditional it's club? It's a traditional club. Oh, okay. They don't well, even call it the golf club or something like that? Like, that'd be... It's right there. The Masters oh, the Club. club. <laughs> oh, Spencer. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a bit on the nose for the Masters. That's, That's correct. Yeah. Can I just say I'd, I'd pass? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't shown a menu. I don't like pimento cheese. I don't like egg salad. I'm not. Yeah. Well, Can we just talk about? They have the balls? many moon pies. They do. I don't like moon pies. <gasps> oh. They have no. peach ice cream. Ooh. Oh, I. I mean, I could try it. What is the mm-hmm. theme? What is the theme of these foods? I know Southern these are so deliciousness. Random. Deliciousness. Yeah. That's right. It's like Weigel's pizza. It's like don't one person's opinion. Try. Like, hey, I like peach ice cream, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the chocolate? <laughs> The moon I don't pies, the know. Moon I've never thought to disagree. Uh, I haven't either. I, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, we're never winning the Masters lottery. If anyone, no. do you know that on, <laughs> on Masters Sunday we actually we we eat every day is the Masters food Sunday. that's on the menu. Do we? House. At my house, we am I invited? Can I come over? Come that's so special. Way yeah. to go, Lane. Yeah, yeah. invite me over. Not egg salad though. Okay, no uh, but if salad. she does something besides that, I'm good. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so, um, so Otis will um, transition us out to, to really some just kind of some local events for us to, to, to kind of remind everyone. First, though, I want to thank Lee for joining us. Um, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I hope thank I wasn't a great you, disappointment. You did a great job. <laughs> uh, we are very appreciative of you and your support. And, and um, not only just as a, as a parent, but as a friend and as a, and as a community partner. So we just thank you thank so much you. for all you do. You do a great job for us. And so we're so appreciative. Thank you. I think you're also our first non, <clears throat> I guess, officially employed Lakeway person. So that like she's getting paid under the table to <laughs> like, take people officially out. Employed. <laughs> but enjoy those master's tickets. <laughs> you want them? I won't uh, go. <laughs> and, and, so, uh, and so for so, so for me, I have I have one reminder for our families that are listening is our gala is April the 29th and so there are tickets available. There's there tables. There are single tickets available. Single tickets available. Tables are sold you, out? Or no, they're close. not sold There's out, but I, I bet there was some confusion. So there yeah. are single tickets available. So you can purchase a single ticket. That, that money really goes to help us us as a fundraiser for us to help really um, pay um, for great resources for our teachers, for instructional technology, but also just to help us recruit and retain high quality teachers. And so, um, so we make no um, no bones about that that we want the best teachers in the classroom every day because we know that makes an impact on your students' academic, social, emotional growth, all those things. And so, so we're very purposeful and intentional on that. And so that this event really helps us do that. So we'd love uh, for you to be able to support us in any way. You can get tickets at Lake com. Absolutely. Um, and then I will just add to that. We've got several things that are going on uh, for families uh, here at Lakeway as well. Um, if you're not here yet, but you're considering it because you've been listening to a great podcast and it's kind of selling you on the idea, um, the applications for the coming academic year are open now at both Cornerstone for pre-K through 5th and uh, Lakeway here 6th grade through 12th. Um, with that in mind, we recently just had our uh, last scheduled, I will say, uh, Cornerstone Open House. Many more of those are added. Then we'll start getting the word out there. But we do have one more Lakeway open house uh, that will be on April 4th. Uh, That is specifically for our high school uh, families interested for the 23-24 academic year. You can find sign-ups for that on lakewayticks.com as well. Um, Current families um, and or families that are joining us by the time you've heard this, our financial application for the coming year is open now as well. Um, If you are a a member of a current family here at Lakeway and you plan to get financial aid for the coming year, we ask that you apply for that aid as soon as possible. Um, Decisions have been going out already for that information. Um, At the latest, uh, current families, we ask that you apply by uh, early May, if at all possible. But if you join us later than that, of course, just as soon as you can. Um, A couple extra things that I I have not added before now, and and I should have, um, our yearbooks are on sale right now. We're both Cornerstone and Lakeway. Uh, You can still purchase those. Um, We're very excited they should be here during the school year this year. Um, And that's going to be very, very fun and and needed. Um, And then one last thing I will say is that we are gearing up for the East Tennessee Christian Educators Conference, the uh, second annual uh, conference uh, of that name. We had one last year and we're having one this year as well. Uh, If you go to etnchristianeducators.org. I believe it is. Um, You can see more information about that conference in general, or you can reach out to any of us here at Lakeway, and we'll give you more information there. Exhibitor information is available right now. Um, I believe, as far as events go, unless someone else has something. uh, That is it. All righty. Then we will leave it at that. Um, want to give another great big thank you for uh, Brett, uh, our most long-suffering guest, uh, because he just keeps coming back. Does he get to come back next time, too? 
It depends. He was really good this episode. So yeah, he it's brought a he brought your A game. Contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Totally it's a week to week thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Pins then, and needles. Of course, a special thank you to Miss Lisa Mkowski, uh for joining us. She's she's been bowled over by that comment, uh, but we we seriously appreciate it, guys. Um, well, then, uh, without any further ado, we will uh, give a go Lions on three, one. But I'm a cub. You can do Cubs. We always go through them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you hit us with a go Cubs. All Cubs eventually are Lions. That's true. One, two, three. Go Go Lions. Lions. (laughs) 